All right, Bokatov, today's daf is daf Yud Zion in Yuma. Daf Yud Zion in Yuma. Now, <clears throat> back on Tesvav on the base, we had this question about where is the Lishchas Atlam, where they kept the animals for the carbon Tumid. We in Tumid it said it was in the northwest corner of the base of Mokade, and in, in the Midos it said it was in the southwest corner. We had two answers on yesterday's Gemara for this. One is that in uh, the Mishnah and Midos is Reb Lezer Yaakov, that's the Shittas Yochid. And then at the end of the daf, or the bottom of Tazayin and Aleph, and uh, the way Rashi explained it on, t- on today's daf, on Yud Zayin, Rashi explained it, that Ravada Barava is telling us, no, the Mishnah in Tumid, rather, is the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. He can't go like M- Mishnah and Midos, because Rabbi Yehuda held that the um, uh, Mizbech was centered in the base of Mikdash, centered in the Azara. And clearly the Mishnah Midos says that it wasn't centered, it was, more, it was more to the south. So therefore, the Mishnah in Midos cannot be Rabiud, and the Mishnah in Tamid is. So either way, it's a Shita Siachid. Either the Mishnah in Tamid is a Shita Yachid Rabi Yehuda, that was Ravada Barabra's answer, or the Shita, of, uh, the Shita in Midos, which says that the Lishchus Atlam was in the southwest corner, that went like Rav Lezer ben Yaakov. But either way, one of the Yochid, that's how we dis- the, the, the resolve the discrepancy between Mishnah and Tom and Mishnah Midos. Now we're going to have another answer to, dis- to, the, to, to um, resolve the, the, um, the seeming contradiction between Mishnah and Midos and Mishnah and Tamid. Mishnah, again, in, in Tamid said that the Lishchus Atlam was in the northwest corner, and the Mishnah in Midos said that it was in the southwest corner. So now the Gemara is like this from the second line of Yudzayin Amaral. Ravada Barei Rav Yitzchak, not Ravada Bar Ava. Rav Yitzchak said, Omar, hi Lishcha, this Lishcha Satlam, Aktsuye Miktsaye. It was cornered. What do we mean by that? One shot, they say, is that it was actually, wasn't actually in the corner. In other words, instead of, is it in the southwest corner or is it in the northwest? I'll tell you what, it wasn't really in either corner. It was very long, as Mepharshim said, it was very long, allowing animals to walk around there. It wasn't the same size as the other Lishchos. And it extended from the, uh, from the south to the north on the west side. Obviously, it was either southwest or northwest. It extended a little bit. So, therefore, In other words, according to what this product means, that it was a little removed. It wasn't actually in the corner. So if you came from the north, it looks like it was in the south. And if you came from the south, it looks like it was in the north because it wasn't actually in the corner. Rashi's pshat, though, is that Rishtemiktos <clears throat> Niras, he says, Sharuchi uh, was very long, almost the same thing, but some say it's a little bit different pshat. Now, there's a question, what does that say? Does it mean it's removed from the corners? Rashi says it was almost in the corners. In other words, it was very long, and it stood on the west side, and it went almost from the north to the south. So therefore, if you came from the south, it extended up to the north. He said, oh, it must be in the north. And if you're coming from the north, it extended all the way south. But it was really one thing. So therefore, according to this, there's no steer at all. When, when the Mishnah in Talmud said that the Lishchus Atom was in the northwest corner, and the Mishnah in Mido said it was in the southwest corner, they're talking the same thing. They're just looking at it differently, but it's basically on the west, and it extended almost from the north to almost in the south. So where was it closer, though, to? So the Gemara says, It was probably more, more into the south, southwest. Why? Now listen carefully. Why was it mostly into the southwest? What about lechem What are the four lishkos was lechem Now, we're going to be looking at uh, the illustrations 
Uh, we're looking at um, uh, let's let's look at number forty uh, number forty one first on page twenty one where he shows the answer we just said. Lishchasatlon wasn't exactly in the corners. In illustration number forty one, you'll see that it wasn't like the other three that are unnamed in that uh, illustration that are literally in the corner, but Lishchasatlon was off the corner somewhat. It was between the southwest between the southwest and the northwest. They, and this, in this diagram, the north is on the bottom and the south is on top, not the way we normally look at it. But the point is it wasn't in either corner. It wasn't in the northwest, it wasn't in the southwest. However, he says it was probably more, the Gemara says now, it was probably more in the southwest. Southwest like the Mishnah in Midos read. Why is that? Now let's look, take a look back on Tesvav Amid Beis, where we first asked this Kasha. We said over there, if about 10 lines from the bottom of the page where he said, oh, the Lishchus HaTlom was in the northwest corner, and there were four Lishchus there. There was the Tlom, the Chosmos, and the Lechem Aponim, where they made the Lechem Aponim. It doesn't say, though, where the other three were. It says this northwest, it says the Lishchus was in the northwest. The other three doesn't define where they are, and that's going to be a difficulty. So, but if we say, here's our issue, if we say, we're assuming now, that, remember, you always go to the right. And when you say go to the right, I want to explain something. We said you're always supposed to turn to the right. In our understanding and the way our brains work, because we're used to modern times, going to the right really is counterclockwise. Remember, the coin goes up the, uh, up the uh, ramp, and then he goes to the right, right? He goes to the right there, because he's supposed to turn to the right, but as he circles the Mizbeach, he's really going counterclockwise. He starts off to the right, and then he's going left, 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 because he's, oh, he starts off to the right. Whereas clockwise would really be going, starting off going to the left and then going around clockwise. So what happens here is in the in Mishnah Tumut, it doesn't tell us where the other ones are. However, if we assume, if we assume that he's going to the right, meaning counterclockwise, so if he starts off again, the Mishnah in Tumud, he starts off with Lishlazatlam in the northwest, northwest, and if he starts off in the northwest, and he's going counterclockwise, okay, and the last one is Lechem upon him, where does he wind up? Northwest, right? And he's going, he's going counterclockwise, northwest, then southwest, then southeast, then northeast. So he'd wind up with it being in the northeast, correct? Right? So that would be the north, where's the Lechem upon him, Lishcha? According to that, it would be northeast. Yet, now let's look at the bottom of Tesvav Amit Beis, what does he say there? That's the Mishnah in Midos. It says, "My <clears throat> Mishameshes." What was that? Maravis Dramas, the southwest one was the was Lishlas Atlan. Then the first line on Tesayan Bar Aleph, Dramas Marzrachas he Lishlas Atlan. He lists the second one as Lechem Aponim, but where's the Lechem Aponim one? Southeast, Dramas Marzrachas. But we just said that according to the Mishnah in Tamid, it would seem that it's in the northeast. So we have another steer here. Forget about the Lishos Atlam now. Lishos Atlam, we're saying, okay, everybody agrees it's sort of in the middle there. But which one is it closer? Is it closer to the northwest or the southwest? So the Gemara says here, it's probably the southwest. I'll tell you why it's the southwest. Why? Because we ask Akasha, where's the Lechem Aponim one? From Tumit, it's Mashma, it's in the northeast. From, from Midas, it's Mashma, it's in the southeast. And what's the answer to that, Stira? Umishanina, and back on our Gemara, and Dafyud Zayin, right off two lines from the bottom of the page in the Gemara. What's the answer to that, Stira? Where is the Lechem Aponim? It's really talking about the same thing. It's apples and oranges. It's really talking about the exact same 
the same thing. What do we mean by that? Let's take a look now in illustration number 42 at the bottom of, pa- of page 21. You see, what he says here is, the Mishnah in Midos is going to the right, meaning counterclockwise. You see that diagram? is going counterclockwise. And therefore, the Lishas Atlam is where it was, like we described in illustration number 41. It was off. It wasn't quite in the, it wasn't quite in the northwest. It wasn't quite in the southwest. Fine. But now we're saying it's more likely that it's in the southwest. Why? Because if it's in the southwest, closer to the southwest, you notice in both 41 and 42, you see the Lishas Atlam is closer to the southwest than to the, north, than to the uh, northwest. It's close there. Why? Because if you figure in the northwest, right, now you t- take a look at the ways it's northwest, and we're saying now that the Mishnah and Midos, which lists specifically the top of Tesayin, it said, where's the Lishchas uh, of, of the bread of the Lechem upon him? Dromis Mizrachis. That works out well. Why? Because we're saying now, if the Lishchas Atlam is in the southwest, as, as we're defining now in 42, Lishchas Atlam is in the southwest. So if you're going, if that's southwest, and you go counterclockwise, which is Liamin. So where's the Lechem upon him? Lechem upon him is, is where? Is southeast, which is exactly what we said on Tesayim and Alphaminas. Dromas Menuch is the southeast. Okay, that works out well. Now, how do we do Tamid? In Tamid, that was the first, the, the ten lines from the bottom of Tesvavim Beis, they were, going, they were going clockwise, meaning you're going to the left. You're going, you're going to the left, you're going clockwise. And he lists Lechem upon him as the fourth one. And then it works out good. Lishos Atlam is the same in all cases. It's near the southwest. Then he goes to the second one, which would be the northwest. Then northeast. Then southeast comes out the Lechem upon him. In other words, both Midos and Tamid refer to the same thing. The Lechem upon him is in the southeast, according to everybody. Right? He said it specifically. Midos said that. In Tamid, he didn't say it. He just listed it as the fourth one. Why does it work out that way? And Tumut works out that way because he's going clockwise. He's going to the left. I mean, he's going to his left and going around clockwise. And Midas, he's going counterclockwise. And then it works out. So he's saying like this. Listen carefully. He says, now in Argumar, Argumar is saying, it's likely the Lishos Atlam is near the southwest. Because if it's in the southwest, this question and answer about where the Lechem Aponim works, works out well. We had a question, is the Lechem Aponim in the southeast, as it says, Befeirish and Midos, or is it, is it not in the southeast, but rather in the south, in the south, uh, in, the, in the northeast? Because if you learn in Tumid, if in Tumid he was also going uh, counterclockwise, right, counterclockwise, then uh, in Tumid if it was counterclockwise and he was starting with the uh, with the Lishchas Atlam in the southwest, and he went counterclockwise, and he listed it as the fourth one. He would wind up with that one, where in the in the northeast, right? Because he's starting he's starting southwest. That's where the Lechem Aponim is, and and, and where the Lishchas Atlam is rather. And if he's going counterclockwise, he's going to the east, and he lists Lishchas Atlam as the fourth one, so that would be in the in the north. Right, so Mishnah therefore that's what that's what Rashi says. If you're going that way, Lishlaslapana would be in the north in the northeast, and we ask Kasher of Midos because it's Mishnah Mashba that it's in the southeast, and according to this, you would come out that it's in the northeast if you list it that way. So therefore, therefore, um, he says it works out well, and the answer is good because Mishnah and Tamid and Mishnah Midos are both talking about where the Lechem Lishlaslapana 
is in the southeast. Like he says specifically, southeast, Romus Mizrahi, southeast. Except why does Midos listed as the second one and Tumid listed as the fourth one? Because in Tumid, he's going counterclockwise. He's going, he's, I mean, he's going clockwise. He's going, uh, he's going to the, to the, uh, um, to the, he's going to the, uh, left rather, and therefore he's going clockwise, and he's going clockwise, and uh, and it works out that it, therefore he's starting with the southwest, then northwest, then northeast, then southeast. Whereas in Midos he's going counterclockwise, and therefore he listed also it's the second one that's in the southeast, but both starting that works out. However, that's all good if you say that the Lishos Atlam is in the southwest, but if Ella Iamrit. So again, now we're on Amid Beis, on Yudzayin Amid Beis, the Gemara. If you say what? Like we just said that Lishos Atlam is in the southwest, Havoi was in the southwest, Hainid and Bataris, Lechem Aponim, works out good. Lechem Aponim and Lechem Aponim are both, everybody agrees it's in the southeast, it just depends how you're counting it. Are you going counterclockwise or clockwise? Eliyam at Sfonis Maravis. But wait a minute, but if you say that the Lishos Atlam is in the southwest, Havoi, Sof Sof, Maiti Roots, Lechem Aponim. The Lechem Aponim doesn't have an answer. If it's in the northwest, it doesn't work out. Because in the northwest, if Lishos Atlam is in the, in the northwest, then in Tumit, however you learn out, it's not going to come out in the southeast. Uh, the Lishos Aponim will not come out in, Lechem Aponim will not come out in the southeast. Therefore, So you see definitely that the Lishos Aponim was in the southwest. Again, it wasn't exactly in the corner. It was somewhat removed from the corner, but it was closer to the southwest, and therefore it all makes sense. It makes sense that Nidos were going uh, we're going counterclockwise to the Yemin, and therefore you list it as the second one. You start off in the southwest, and Lechem Aponim is in the southeast. In Tumid, you start off with Lechem in the southwest, in the same place, but you're going there clockwise. And clockwise, you list it as the fourth one, so Lechem Aponim is also in the southeast. That's how it all works out. Right? And on, on illustration, just to complete it, on number 43 on page... 22, illustration number 43 shows you if you say that it was in the, if the Lishos Tlum was in the northwest, right? So, 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 if my truth is Lechem Aponim, Lechem Aponim doesn't work out. In the case of Midos, yeah, in, in the case of Midos, where you say if it's in the northwest, so you could, uh, you, it doesn't work out that it's in the, uh, the Midos, in Midos, it wouldn't work out to be in the southeast. Lishos Aponim, you say there are the Mishas as Befavors that it's, it's in the, it's in the southeast. But uh, how will Lishos Atlam work out there? Lishos Atlam, where it mentions as the fourth one, it would come out being in the southwest. So therefore, it only works out if the whole thing works out, Lechem Aponim is in the southeast, according to everybody, if, according to everybody, Lishos Atlam is also in the southwest. That's how it works out. Lishos Atlam is, is close to the southwest, and Lechem Aponim is definitely in the southeast. That's how it works out, and that completes today's illustrations. However, the question is this, the Gemara says, but how can you say... How can you say that the Mishnah in Midos says, right, you're going towards the, towards the right, meaning you're going counterclockwise. And the Mishnah in Tumid, um, right, the Mishnah in Tumid says, you're going clockwise. Well, how can you go clockwise? So, uh, you should always go to the right. Going to the right means you're going counterclockwise. You're going counterclockwise, Lemizrach, to the east, doesn't always mean to the east. In the case of Mizbech, it's to the east, but it's usually to, to it's usually to the, the east if you're talking Mizbech. Here you're not going. You're not going to the you're going you're you're not going to the uh, you're not going counterclockwise. You're going clockwise in Tumid. 
says, Hanimili Avoda, that's when you talk about doing the service. When you're doing the Avoda, sprinkling the Dam, etc., there you should always go to the to the right, which in the case of Mizbech is to the east. Avalacha Chushim Bayama, here we're talking geography. Here we're talking about where it is. What was our whole issue? In this base Moke, there were four Lishchos there. Where were they situated? Northwest, north, uh, southwest, where he came out, that the Lishchos of Tom is in the southwest, that's Mestavra, and the Lishchos of Panam is in the southeast. But how you measure it, going right or going left, okay, so each, each Tana learned it differently. In Tamadi learned this way, in Midas learned another way. It doesn't mean it's even a different Tana. It could be that this Tana, and, and when he described it, he described it this way. Remember, we had three answers now to this, the, this uh, discrepancy between Tumen and Midos. The first two answers were, okay, Midos was a separate Tana, Rabbi Lezim and Yaakov. The second answer was, Tumen was a separate Tana that was Rabbi Now we're saying it's all the same Tana. It's all the same Tana, and, the, and it wasn't really in the northwest. The Tleshlam wasn't really in the northwest and wasn't really in the southwest. It was uh, closer to the southwest. That's what we're saying. It's closer to the southwest, and that's how it all works out, except that the Tana mentions the geography. In one case, he was going right to left. In one case, he was going left to right. The Mishnah back in Yadal said that during the seven days that the Kohen Gadol is preparing for Yom Kippur, and he's in the... Uh, he's in Lishkas Barhedrin, and they're teaching him every day what to do, and he does, he does the avoda every day to get, uh, to get to be in training. He's Zorik the Dam, Makta the Torahs, and uh, does the Neros, all that stuff. He brings the carbon, Shechts, everything he does. The other days, that's only during the seven days before Yom Kippur. The rest of the days of the year, he doesn't have to do anything. However, if he wants to, he has first shot. He's the first one. If he wants to bring the carbon, he wants to do the service, he can do it. And he also gets the first dibs on carbonus that go to the coin. If he wants to take his share like a chatos or nashim, he's entitled to it. Tanarabana, Braisa expands on this. What do we mean that if he wants to, he can offer his first shot like he's, he's the first one, uh, first choice? Omer, he says, Ola zuani makav, mincha zuani makav. He wants to, because I can bring this Ola. I'm going to do the Ola today. I'm going to bring this mincha. That's his option. That's his option. He can bring whatever carbon he wants. If there's a carbon that would be brought that day by an individual, and instead of any other coin doing it, if the coin girl says, I want to do it today, he can do it. Kate said, no, to chayot brosh. What does it mean? He gets a first share in it. Omer, chata zuani ochel. He says, I'm going to eat this chatas. I'm eating this today. If he wants to eat it himself, he's entitled to eat it. Unfortunately, so say he's not supposed to grab it, you know, and uh, and give it out. But it's mashma that a carbon yachid, he could do what at least comes. He could take as much as he wants, even the whole thing, because it says chatazu ani. I'm eating the whole thing today. I'm taking it home. I'm eating it myself, my family. All right. Um, well, technically, he can't eat it with his family. Because a chatas or uh, an ashim is only eaten by zichrei kahuna, it's kachikachim. But he can eat if he wants to eat the whole thing. He can eat the whole thing. Maybe it's a maybe the chatas is a bird. Uh, in the case of an ashim, it can't be a bird. So he's got to have a big appetite if he's going to eat the whole uh, the whole ashim, right? Ashim uh, If he wants to eat it, he can eat the whole thing. But by as we'll see by a carbon seabor, he can't take more than half, as we're going to describe in a moment. So it's <clears throat> learned out of a pasuk. So. <clears throat> that's how we describe If he wants to do the avod, he could do the avod. If he says, listen, hey, guys, wait, I want to do this carbon today. I want to be makavit. He could do it. If he wants to eat it, if he, if he wants to eat the chatos, he could eat the whole thing if he wants. And now, when it comes to karbonus sibor, there we'll see the maximum he could take is a half. On shvuas, which is coming up to, we're coming up to shvuas, less than three weeks. 
So the Shtei Alechem is brought with the Kifse Yatzeris on Shavuos. That's a special carbon for Shavuos. So, and that's uh, Makter, the, it's, that's Matir, the new, uh, the new crops to be eaten in the, in the, in the base of Migdash. Venotel Chala Mishtei So out of the two Chalas, the Shtei Alechem, he can eat, he can take one out of two. He's entitled to half. Okay. Arba Ochamesh Mi Lechem we know is 12 matzahs, 12 loaves of matzahs. And here he says he could take four or five. What do you mean four or five? Isn't he just said he could take half? It says, by Lechem upon him, he could take half. One out of the, I mean, Lechem, 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 he takes one out of two. By Lechem upon him, which is 12, he takes four or five. Interesting. What does a four or five mean? We're going to explain that in a minute. Revi Omer Laolam Chamesh, he always takes half. Now, half should be six, right? So we'll talk about that. Rebbe says he always takes five, which is we'll see is really the equivalent of half. Shinema. The Pasik says, It should be for Aaron and his sons, half for Aaron, half for, for, for his sons. Now, we have Machlokas Rebbe and the Rabbana later on. We'll talk about that. <coughs> Rebbe says Aaron, Aaron the coin gold can take half. So why isn't it six? We'll see why it's not six. But the Chum say he can't take he has to take less than half. Up to half and not including the whole half. He can take less than half. So now the question is, this price just says, let's understand something. When it comes to a carbon seabor, a mincha, if the mincha is shteh lechem, he can take one out of the two loaves. If it's the lechem upon him, which is 12, first he says he take four or five. Why four or why five? We'll see. And Rebbe says, no, it's always five, because he always gets half. Again, how is half five? Why isn't it six? We'll see. So the Gemara asks like this, Hagu Fakasha, wait a minute. Who is this price going like? All right, Hagu Fakasha. Amrit, you says no to Chalachim Shtei Lechos. He takes one out of two money that goes like Rebbe says he could take a full half, right? The Amr Palgashakol Emem Siasa, but the middle part of the Brisa says Arba Ochamish takes four or five out of the Lechem upon him. He makes Lechem upon him that goes like Rabbanon. The Amr Lo Shakol Palga. The Rabbanon say you can't take the full half. He can take near half, but not the full half. So who does this Brisa go like? Does the first part of the Brisa goes like Rebbe says he takes a full half out of two? He takes one. One out of two is half. Then when he talks about the Lechem Bonham, he says four, four, five, four or five, and we'll get into why is it four or five, but four or five is less than half. That sounds like the Rabbana and say, Lo Shokal Palga. Amos say for that. At the end, you're back to Rebbe. Rebbe Omer Lolam Chamesh, always take five, meaning five, which is a full half. It will see that two out of the 12 are discounted for therefore used for a different reason. So there's left with 10, and he takes a full half. So Reisha of Sefer Rebbe, the first part, the first, the first part and the last part is Rebbe of this Brisa and Siyasra Abanan. That's not likely to say in one Brisa. We talked about Mishnayis maybe in a, in a whole, you know, from one parak to another parak. We had a Kasha the other day. The first parak is Mashman one way, the last, third parak is Mashman another way, the second parak is Mashman. So say, okay, it could be that way. But here in the self same Brisa, we're saying that the first and the, the first part and the last part is Rebbe and the middle part is Rabbanan and say you don't get a full half. Um, Rabbi, so Rabbi's answer is no. Reisha Mitzvah Abanan. Both the ratio that talks about the Shtei Lechem and the Lechem Aponim, it says four or five, that both goes like Rabbanim. Why? The Rabbanim say you don't get a full half. That the coin gadol takes less than half. But But over here, so when it comes to half of the Lechem Aponim, where there are 12 loaves, so it's either four or five. It's less than less than half. That's like the Rabbanim. So why does he get half of, of Shtei Lechem? Because what are you going to do? Cut it in half? You're not, it's, not, it's not nice to give him a piece, you know, to take a whole, to not, you know, to cut a piece off and not give him a whole, a whole challah. So that's why, even though the coin Gadol is entitled to really to less than half according to Rabbanim, but in the case of Shtei Lechem, where there's only two loaves, you can't give him less than, less than a complete loaf, so therefore we give him a whole one. Okay. Why do, so what about the Arbo Chamesh? 
Why is it arba chamesh? Why is it four or five? Less than half, I understand that five is less than half. But why four? What's four? So it explains, it depends like this. Yes, it goes like the Rabbanu say he's entitled to less than half. But there's a different Shiloh. The Rabbanan Dami, the Rabbanan who say, there's another machlokas between a different Rabbanan and Rabbi Yehuda, whether, whether two loaves out of the twelve go to the Mishmar, and on Shabbos they change the uh, Mishmar, change the shifts. And on Shabbos they give out the twelve loaves, right? Who does it go to? So, on the Shabbos, on Shabbos they said, there's a machlokas between Rabbi and the Rabbanan, do you divide up all twelve loaves, half to the Mishmar who's coming in, half to the Mishmar who's leaving, or do you say, no, two out of the twelve go specifically without dividing it, two out of twelve go to the Mishmar that's coming in. Why? Because at the end of Shabbos, they have to close all the gates, the gates of the, of the Azara and the Chel and the Heichel, all the gates they have to close, even though they didn't open them. It was opened by the Mishmar who's leaving. So, Rabbi Zerubbanan say, no, 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 no. You divide up all twelve. You don't, give, they don't, you don't take two off for, to give them for the Mishmar for closing the gates. So the Rabbanan say, Nichnes notel sheish, v'yotzel notel sheish, the, the shift coming in takes six, and the shift leaving takes six. In other words, the whole twelve are divided up. Uschar agafas lasos, lo shakul. Nobody takes a special share. The, the mishpar coming in doesn't get a special share for closing, and that's part of their job. Lo shakul. So what is the split? The split is mishtemis reboi miflag. You have to split twelve. And splitting 12 would give you six, right? We'd give you six. The coin god of the should be able to take six, and the rest of us should take six. No, but he takes less. So he takes less, according to Rabbanon. Again, we're going like the Rabbanon. Not like Rebbe say you get a full half. The Rabbanon say up to half, but not a half. The reason why he takes one out of the shtay, one out of two out of the state of Lechem is because you don't want to give him a piece. So you give him a whole loaf. Why four or five? So what's the difference of four or five? If you go like the Rabbanon, who say what? That you divide up the whole 12. You divide up the whole 12. Okay, fine. So really you should get six. But he takes a little bit less than six. The coin goes less than half and he gets five. So, uh, so the split is of 12. A little bit, one less than half. Chamei Shokli takes five. Right? According to the Rabbi Yudu says, no, two out of the 12 loaves go especially to the Mishmar coming in as a reward, as a payment for closing the gates at night. So Sheva, they take seven. Why? Shtayim Bishar Gavastalas, that's two for the for the uh, for the reward of the payment for closing the doors, right? The uh, and and the other five as as half. The Yotze Notal Chamesh and the Shear and the ones going out, the shift that's leaving takes half because two out of the twelve are given for closing the gates. Then you're left with ten, right? So each takes five. May Esser bar mifik, so you gotta split the the split is between ten, and therefore Batsuchadamipalgavashagalarba, therefore the coin gal, who's now taking he could take up to half but less than half, but the split is only ten. So the split half would be half of ten would be five, and he takes one less, and therefore it's four. So we say four or five, it means like this. According to Rabbi he take four. According to Rabbanon, who say that this, that there's no special uh, two loaves for the for closing the gates, but rather you split up the whole twelve. So five is one less than half of twelve. So that's all one answer. That the whole brisa goes like the Reisha and the Mitziasa is going like the Rabbanon. Right, going with Rabbanan, the ra- except that their motive when it comes to the Shteel Lechem, he takes a full loaf because you don't want to give him, you don't want to break the loaf. And in the middle, we explain the four and the five. Rabbi says, Kula Rebbe. No, the whole Bryce goes like Rebbe. The whole Bryce is Rebbe. Right? The Savala, right, so, the, so the first part is good. Shteel Lechem, he gets one out of two loaves. He says he gets 50%. 
But over here, like Rabbi Yehuda, he owes like Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi owes like Rabbi Yehuda, that what? That two, two out of the 12 loaves of Lechem Aparim go to the Mishmar Yotzei. Belamai Arba. So how do you get five? How do you four? How do you four? If he holds like Rabbi Yehuda, he should get five, right? You get a full half. Fine. Two loaves go to the Mishmar for closing up the gates and the Mishmar Nechnas for closing the gates. And you split up five. So the coin Godel should take five. Belamai Arba. What he, why is there four? He's got to teach to take a full five if he holds like Rabbi So Here's the rule. Who, who eats the Lechem Aponim? All uh, Lechem Aponim is divided up among the whole Mishmar. But let's say Yontif was near Shabbos. Let's say there was Chalamoid came out in the middle of Yontif. So there's a lot of Kohanim there. So it's not just the special Mishmar. All the Kohanim are there. Everybody partakes in the in the, uh, the everybody, all the Kohanim there partake in the Lechem Aponim. That's if Yontif came out, uh, if, if Chalamoy, let's say Shabbos was Chalamoy, middle of Yontif, or if Yontif uh, was on Friday or Yontif was on Sunday. So all the Kohanim who were there for Yontif, they couldn't get, leave yet, right? If it came out on Yontif, or Yontif was Friday, they couldn't go home. And if Yontif was Sunday, they had no time to come before, so they had to be there for Shabbos, so they all partake. Let's say, though, Yontif was Thursday or Yontif was Monday, so they really, if it's Thursday, they could have gone home on Friday. Or if Yontif was Monday, they could have showed up on Sunday. But sometimes they delayed, right? So if they was, let's say Yontif was Thursday, they could have gone on Friday, but they didn't want to take a chance. So they stayed in town. So, the, so if Yontif was on Thursday or on uh, Monday, where there were Kohanim who came a little bit earlier, stayed a little bit later, they're entitled to two out of the loaves also. In other words, every, the Kohanim, the Mishmar was there, they take the other ten. But you give two kohanim, no matter how many kohanim are there, they give them two. So that's what we mean over here. If there's a mishmar who, who delayed, they stayed there, right? So therefore, they get two, right? Two go to the, to the mishmar coming in for locking up the gates. Two go to the mishmar misakav, and you're only left with eight. Mishmar above, they got to split up eight. And Rebbe goes with the shita that the coin goddle takes the full half. So Bishaklav they get to take four. If there's no Bishmarsakov, then Boy Lemifik, uh the Boilemifik. If there's no Mishmar that's delayed there, it wasn't Yantif or whatever, then they split up the ten. Again, two go to the Mishmar that's closing the gates, then Mishmar Nikhus closed the gates. Then you're left with ten. They split that by Lemifik with Shakul Khamesh. He takes half of that because Rebbe goes with the sheet that it's a full half. Yachi my Rebbe Omer, but here's the problem. If you say the Brisa is all Rebbe, so you say, okay, Rebbe, the first part's good. Shtei Lechem, he gets one out of two. Okay, but Lechem upon me, it's four or five. How does four or five work? Oh, he gets five because the Mishmar Nechdus, he holds like Rebuta, that they take two. So then you split up to ten, he gets five. How do you get four? Oh, that's when there's a Mishmar HaMetakev. They stayed over after Yontif, whatever. You give them also two, and you split up the eight, and you get four. Fine, but then why does it say, Rebbe Omer Olam Chamesh? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> he's arguing with himself. If you say the first part of the Bryce is Rebbe, how does Rebbe now argue and say, that doesn't make sense to me, says Rebbe. So what does he mean? No, Rebbe says now, Lo'olam Chamesh. He just said that it's either four or five. Rebbe just said four or five, and it's Rebbe. So how could Rebbe now say, no, it's always five? That doesn't make sense. So the better answer is like the first answer that it all goes like, like the Rabbonan, goes like the Rabbonan, Rebbe argues, Rebbe says it's always five, but the first part of the Bryce, I mean, clearly, the last part of the Bryce is clearly it's clearly Rebbe. It says Rebbe Omer, right? But the first part of the Bible goes like the Rabbanan. And in Shtei Alechem, you give him a whole loaf, even though you're, even the Kohen is supposed to take less than half, but he gets a full loaf because you're not going to give him a partial half. And in the case of the four or five, it depends. Four or five, it depends. If you go like, if you go like the Rabbanan, that there, is no two, there are no two loaves for the, for, as, re, as reward for closing the gates, 
So you split up the whole 12, and less than half, according to Rabban, is less than half would be five. If you go like Rabbi Huda, that you give out the two, the two lechems for the Mishmar closer, you're splitting up 10, and less than half of 10 is four. Half of 10 is five, and this would be four. All right, we'll pick it up from the mission tomorrow, Mitzchem. Have a good day, everybody. Be well. Okay. Prime. Pardon? Yeah. Ephraim? Yes. If the, if the coin total takes half, so the, the, the other half is split between the two mishmars, the one that's coming in, the one that's going out? Right, right. So that, then they would split that, correct. You know, it's normally if the so coin guttle if the coin guttles so want to take it, he they, they split they split it. If the coin guttle wants to, he could take either half, a full half according to Rebbe, according to Rabban, a little bit less than half, and whatever remained, presumably they would split, correct? Between the two so, mishmars. So if it's five, if the coin guttle takes five, that leaves five for the two mishmaros. That means each mishmar gets two and a half. Correct. That's what it would be like. Yeah, two and a half. Presumably that's what it would be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have a good okay. day, everybody. Call to. Bye bye.